And after that live broadcast of the Lord Mayor's Bingo and Bagel fundraiser, we stay with culture on Huron City Radio with this week's edition of Wayne Kerr's Review of Arts. Hello and good evening and welcome to Wanker's Review of Arts. Tonight, we are lucky to have a special co-host. Special indeed, Tom Bobajowski. Why, uh, thank you. Who will be part of Wanker's Review of Arts. <laughs> review panel <laughs> along with local art critic and macrame expert, Patricia Klump. <laughs> Hilary Capillary will be here with the Greywater Area Arts Roundup while later, a Wanker's Review of Arts exclusive is <laughs> I will be interviewing critically acclaimed young director Hebden Alexander, who will be here to talk about <laughs> oh my what the hell is going on, Baba Jobski? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm, uh, <clears throat> please, I, I'm so sorry. Please, <clears throat> continue. <clears throat> As I was saying, here on Wanker's Review of Art, <laughs> we have we have Hebden's Alexander to talk about the closing film in his award-winning trilogy. <laughs> God damn it, Boba Jobski! I'm look. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Wanker's Review of Farts. What? <laughs> Reviewing farts! <laughs> oh my. Oh my. I'm, so, I'm sorry. It's just, you have to understand it. It sounds my like. My inhaler. Now. Please, Marty. We're sitting, we're sitting in a studio. We're sitting in the studio talking about toots. Here. Here's your inhaler. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, I told you, I told you not to book him. <laughs> Turn to Hillary. Quickly no. now. What now? It's not time. Oh, uh, okay. Um. Hello, hi, welcome to Hillary Capillary's Roundup of What's On in the Arts of Huron City and the Greywater Area. Some disappointing news to start with. The Huron City Civic Theater and Livestock Market has had to pull its new musical, John Boy's Coming Home, The Zombie Waltons on Ice, after some potentially venue-closing copyright issues. Instead, they will be running last year's hit, Seven Brides Wed Their Seven Brothers, until they run out of tickets. Or brothers. Coming up all next week downtown, it's the 33rd annual Huron City Arts Drop, where businesses display artwork outside their premises by local artists in an attempt to brighten up the place and spread a little thoughtful creativity in the town, only to be met with hissy fits and petulant comments such as, Is this what passes for art these days? Or, I can't even tell what it is. Why can't they paint something nice like a horse? The winner is the last piece of artwork standing that hasn't been defaced or destroyed by drunken vandalism or some repressed, self-entitled boomers. 
Finally, Huron City's very own Broadway star returns to an all-gala reception dinner at the Yakety Yak Club's Conference Center and Bargain Storage facility on 7th and Hoax. Bruce Frenulum played understudy to the man who held the ladder in the storming of the Bastille in the long-running Les Miserables. He is the first person from Huron City to appear on Broadway since Susan Trout's memorable, if short-lived, role as the cat on a hot tin roof back in 55. Tickets cost $6.25 and are on sale at all good late-night garages. That's all from me, Hillary Capillary. Another Grey Water Area Arts Roundup next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. No, no, no more. I, I agree. It's not funny. <laughs> no, <clears throat> I'm sorry. You're right. It, it's it's childish. <clears throat> Thank you to Hillary. And now it's that time on Wayne's Wayne's Arts Review. See that? That's that's better. Where we take an in-depth look at the offerings from artists and creatives in the area. Joining me tonight is resident macrame Duyan at Huron City's Craft Hut Supreme and part-time art critic for the Huron City Bugler, a Patricia Klump. And, and me, Tom Babajowski. Yes, and you. Welcome, Patricia. Thank you for having me on tonight, Wayne. It is such a delight to be back. Well... Tonight, the panel will be discussing Ron Chino's exhibition of paintings at the Hamilton's Abattoir Gallery, entitled The Dumb Freighter, as well as looking at Bondor Theatre's production of the long-running crime and mystery play, The Rabbit's Snare. This famous play was written over eight decades ago by British crime writer and legend Dame Margaret Spatch, and has been running in theaters continuously ever since. But to begin with, we look at the first book of poems from a young rising Huron City poet with a volume simply called Grey by Courtney Taylor. Hey, you know, so how come I don't ever get my work on here? I, I write poems, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, You've never heard Tom's Poetry Pocket? Not if it's on your show, I haven't. Uh, what, you've never listened to Midnight, The Midnight Hour? This is a show about the arts, Tom. Balls to the period. Oh, Patricia, what did you make of Courtney Taylor's work? Well, Wayne, I found it refreshing that such a young voice could capture the essence and nuance of the Greywater area so originally and creatively. Any particular favorites stand out? I am left with the image of that burnt-out food truck behind the waffle factory after an empty night out sampling the nocturnal life of downtown. Ah, yes. I know the one entitled Huron City. It's a pity. If I may read the lines from the second stanza. Stanza? What's that? A verse, Tom. A stanza is like a verse. Well, why not call it a verse, Shh, then? Tom. I thought you knew more about the arts. Look, I just go where I'm told. <clears throat> well, from Huron City, It's a Pity by Courtney Taylor. Coney, Coney, you leave me very lonely. Uh, that's not even a proper rhyme. Without your bun, you are no fun. What does that even mean? You're chilly. 
looks silly upon the floor, and your mustard does not cut it with me anymore. What the f- I get the sense of young life, disillusioned with a paradigm of nocturnal enjoyment she has been indoctrinated with via social media and tradition. Oh, yes, quite. The coney being the substitute image of the phallus. The phallus that has pursued her all evening in the guise of drunken males. And now, without its clothing, it's nothing but a skinny pink wiener. Are you shitting my pips? Sorry about the language, listeners. Yeah, I'd be apologizing for the language in those poems, too. Careful now. Why you should stifle a young talent with comments like that. Well, how old is she? Only 19. 19? And she comes across like she's just learned the alphabet. Hey, don't speak about my niece like that. Oh, 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 so it's your niece, is it? Uh, No wonder I can't get my poems on this show. Now, look here. All the work on this show is down to merit. Merit, my ferret. I suppose the painter Ron Chino is your brother. No, he is not. Brother-in-law, if you must know, but... Ah, that's outrageous. But I don't commission what we review. Well, apparently no one does. These poems are terrible. How about this one called On the Waterfront? My favorite ship has to be a freighter, just as my favorite vegetable has got to be a nice potato. Such brave words. Uh, It doesn't even fit properly. Scan, you mean. Scan. You said you were a poet, Tom, but you know nothing of poetical terminology like stanza or scan. I doubt you've ever written a poem. Uh, Weren't you listening? Tom's Poetry Pocket. Calm down, Tom, please. All right. All right. uh, You will hear one. This one is called Farewell. To say farewell with simple ease, to say goodbye as if a breeze. If heart were light, then parting might be lost of power like fading light. Yet tears shall fall when time to go, and rivers deep are last to show. Oh, uh, well, that is reasonable. Um, well, yes, moving on. Better than fucking conies. The Rabbit Snare, a British theatrical institution, then has traversed the globe, playing in the theatres from Timbuktu to Wallamazoo, from Karkakis to Algonacas. The amazing fact about the rabbit snares, the understanding and loyalty of fans and audience members who have never revealed the murderer to this enduring and revered whodunit. But Patricia, what did you make of the barn door's take on the 1930s Devon estate of Lord Bleacher, where the original play is set? I thought, given their limitations, they made a reasonable attempt. Their use of forklift pallets and plywood to recreate the sumptuous sitting room of Lord Bleacher's manor house was, well, an attempt. But I, I did love the use of color in the costumes, even if Lady Bleacher looked like she was a dancer at the Whiskey A Go Go in 1966. Like you, I think they made the most of what they 
have, but I was especially pleased to see they had lost none of the suspense, the mystery that accompanies all of Margaret Spatch's plays. Tom, if I could, or even should, come to you, what... What are your thoughts? Well, it, you know, it's been a long time since I've been to the theater. And it, this is the first time I've been where the cast outnumber the audience. But you know what? I enjoyed it. You know, I like a good who did it. Who done it? What? Who done it? Why? I, I didn't think we were meant to say. Well, I, I was as surprised as anyone to find out it was Lord Bleacher's cousin, Sir Edward Scrode, oh. who had murdered the ambassador oh, uh, in, the, in the greenhouse oh, with no. a geranium. I, oh, what? What? Uh, what have you done? Well, well, you just asked me who done it. Uh, um, maybe I should. What did go. you just do? Well, you asked oh. me who done it. I mean, do do you, you need your inhaler again? You, you, flaming idiots, Baba Jobsky. Toodaloo. I'm finished. I'm. I'm finished. Not again. Quickly, Wayne, take this. That's it. That's it. <laughs> no one's come on my show again. Baba fucking Jobski. Okay, you fuck a Baba fucking Jobski. I'm going to kick cut. your ass. Push your luck, Tom. I'm warning you. Concentrate. Welcome back to, well, uh, I, I guess now it's Tom Babajomsky's review of The Arts. See, an extra word makes all the difference. Ha! Amateurs, eh? Well, and as promised, we have an interview with young film director originally from the Greywater area, Hebden Alexander. Welcome, Hebden. Uh, hello, Tom. Uh, thanks for having me. I have been, uh, you're here to talk about your uh, film called Trilogy. Uh, no, it's the last film in a trilogy. What? This film is called Lilac's Lament, and it's the third film in a trilogy. Okay, so it's not called Trilogy. Right. But uh, Lilac's Lament. Uh, correct. Uh, the first film being Lilac's Leaving and Lilac's Love is the second. So these are films about, what, flowers? Lilac is the name of the female character whose life the three films follow. Huh. Uh, okay. Uh, have, you, uh, have you ever seen the films, Tom? Oh, dear me, no, no. I, I don't get time to get to the cinema out on the little gray ship. Oh, I see. Yeah, plus it was Wayne who should have been interviewing you. Where is Wayne, anyway? Uh, the last time I went to the cinema was, gosh, probably in the early 80s. Uh, he has the questions you should be Tootsie, it was called. And you know what? It wasn't even about the almost chocolate... Tasting taffy. No, it was a, it was a man in a dress. Mr. Babajobski. Yeah, well, enough about Tootsies. Uh, you're here to talk about your, your Lilac trilogy. Yes. So, uh, what's it about? Well, primarily, the trilogy is an odyssey following the life I'm sorry, of a, a, a what-a-see? 
an odyssey. Oh, I see. Like the uh, the Sargasso Sea or the Baltic what? Sea. Uh, n- no, an an odyssey. Uh, the story of one woman's spiritual quest from a childhood of alienation as the daughter of a soldier abroad. Wait, so it's ship. not based on, on your life. It's about a woman called Lilac. How can it be about my life? But were your were your parents soldiers? No. Well, so what do they do? One is a lecturer. The other works for a, this. This is not important. Uh, okay, so, so this is this is based on a real person, though, right? No, Lilac is a character. Okay, a female character whose dad is in the army and she's alien. Yes, now you're getting it. Yeah, but see, I don't think you are. What do you mean? Well, how can you claim to make a film about someone who, who's not you, has had a fictitious life that you've not had? Orson Welles hadn't owned a newspaper when he made Citizen Kane. I'm sorry, horse and what? Steven Spielberg isn't even an extraterrestrial. Well, no, I never said he was. But you are saying I can't make a film about something I'm not. Well, not really, no. I, I mean... Look, look, I could make a film about life in radio or, or the many places I've been in the world. You know, I was in the Merchant Navy. I tried well, the circus. Well, that's all very great and all, but I am here to talk about my film. It's an award-winning trilogy, uh, you know. All right, all right. So, so, so what did you do before you made uh, films? And, and so you, you, you must have done something, Hebden. I, I mean, experienced life to be able to tell such a story. I mean, what did you do after you graduated from high school? After I gra- I went- I went to film school. Film school? Yes. Film school. Straight after high school? That's right. Uh, straight after high school. So, no jobs, no travel, no nothing? Well, uh, we did go to Europe. Oh, you backpacked around Europe? Uh, all on your uh, own? Um, no. My family has property in the south of France. Uh, look, c- can can we get back to my film? Oh, uh, how, how informative and character building for the young filmmaker. Uh, but, I mean, you must have worked, right? You, you had a job in college. Like, you know, I had to uh, before they... Well, before they kicked me out of college for never attending class. No. No. No, no you, you, you didn't work? Why not? I had an allowance. <laughs> I, I see. So, wait a minute. Let me get this straight, Hebden. You, you left high school. You, you went straight to film school, and then what? You, you worked as an errand boy on a film set? You, you worked your way up through the ranks? No. I got to make films. Uh, my screenplays and directing got me noticed, and... And I was lucky. Lucky? Uh, yes. I did know some people. Yeah, don't tell me. Just like Wayne Kerr and his niece and brother-in-law getting plugs and exposure um, on his show. It was, wasn't it? Look, my mom was a lawyer for a film studio. She mm. knew a lot of people. Well, fuck my old boots. Same old, same old. Hey, it's Evan. not my fault my family were connected. You know, when I started at Huron City Radio, I had to clean the toilets. I had to wipe the brow of sweaty producers. You know, I had to fetch coffee and bagels until my fingers... Until my fingers had had enough of carrying coffee and bagels. Can we get back to Lilac's Lament, please? You know, you have no right making a film. What? A worthless, self-indulgent film that w- would never have got made had it not been for uh, You haven't even seen it. Yeah, I don't need to see it to know uh, what it's look, like. Look, I'm, I'm bailing here. Uh, people like you make me sick with your pretentious you, nonsense. You 
are a joke. You know what? Why doesn't somebody make a film yeah, Marty, about me? Marty, I'm, I'm done. Sorry, I'm done. About my travels. You know, so I've been sorry. to Marrakesh, sailed the six seas. No more here on I sang radio. on stage in London's Turn. East End. Can you? Struggles, the adventures. That's a real life you should Turn. make a film about. Please. Fucking nepotistic hey. bullshit. Run credits, yeah, we people. might as well be reviewing farts. One chance. You have one last chance, Baba Jobski. You have been listening to Shore Leave with Tom Babajowski, Episode 3, Wayne Kerr's Review of Arts. You heard the voices of me, Tom Babajowski, Scott Joseph as Wayne Kerr, Gonzo Gonzalez as Hebden Alexander, Suzanne Moore O'Brien as Patricia Klump, Leah Gray as Hillary Capillary, and Marty Snarsky as the floor manager. The show was written, directed, produced, and edited by Daniel Williams. Wayne Kerr's Review of Arts was recorded at Parallel Studios and is an Albion Media production for Huron City Radio.